This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello, I'm Hanif Baharuddin, and you're tuned in to the show that brings you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Cult Creative is a collective that provides a platform for people in the creative industry to connect with each other and potential employers. Think LinkedIn, but for creative professionals. Recognizing how bad the pandemic and the MCO have affected people in this line of work as they can't network via their usual methods, Sherman Wong and her friends in the industry started this cult, not only for networking but also to empower them via various sessions and programs. She joins me on the show to share their journey. Hi guys. Hi Hanif. My name is Shemaine. I am the co-founder and CEO of Cult Creative. We are um, trying to build a creative collective for the future and we are the region's first professional networking platform for the creative world. To tell you um, the backstory, right, I actually run another experiential event agency called Tish Events. And uh, when COVID happened, obviously we were badly affected and, and I told my team like, you know, we... We get it bad, right? But actually, the freelancers get it way worse, right? And overnight, freelancers uh, saw that their, their work got paused and outright cancelled. And, and right now, Malaysia's unemployment rate has risen to 4.8% at its highest. And also, 93% of Malaysian freelancers and entrepreneurs have been negatively affected by the pandemic. And 70% of them have lost all or most of their income. So we felt that, obviously, this wasn't something that uh, we planned all along but we were affected by it and we felt like there was a bigger pool of creative freelancers that were worse, got it worse than us that's why uh, we started Cult Creative I'm curious to know like, what was it like for, for the people in the creative industry especially the creative freelancers prior to the pandemic I think one thing about freelancers the gig economy workers they really rely on network right so even uh, event agencies like ours we hire a bunch of freelancers from different industries uh, multidisciplinary and, and that's why when COVID happened and when the bigger sort of bigger fish is affected right so they don't get hired as well so I don't think there is an existing talent or, or management agency i think most of them are just purely using personal branding through instagram and and uh, i think it leads to my point also that they don't even go on linkedin you know most of them are not on linkedin they only uh, feature their work on instagram if you were to compare i guess people in the creative industry with people that are in different line of work right i think linkedin has become a tool for for people to network uh, virtually with other people so i can sympathize and to extent even like understand that the plight that i think are facing creative communities when it comes to uh, a lack of platform for them to be able to market themselves right so uh, creative is that right it's sort of like a middle person to help bridge creative freelancers and also um, potential jobs, right? Whether from corporations or brands and things like that, right? That's right. So we have a web app um, that we built and also our platform. So what we're trying to do is not just only provide job opportunities, right? We're trying to champion that connections and uh, and opportunities are more important than job hunting. That's why on our platform, right, we feature uh, monthly digital experiences like networking sessions, uh, panel discussions, workshops, and also a mentorship program. We also have downloadable workbooks and resources because we feel like you, you can't just give people jobs without empowering them and upskilling them. Where we're trying to build a 360 thing, a holistic thing where um, we're preparing you for a future that, you know, 
like back then when we studied, we didn't know the jobs that were going to be available now, right? So we're trying to prepare the future generations of creatives to be prepared for the new jobs that are not listed now, lah. The best thing about it is that you have like a vast experience in the industry. I think your co-founders also, Manisha Jagan and Lina Issa also, um, they both also had an experience uh, within the industry, right? Uh, how did you come about to put your heads together and start this initiative? Um, funnily, I've been, uh, when we started Cult Creative back in March, we just did it as an Instagram account, right? We just wanted to, simple motto, just unite, support and empower the creatives, uh, freelancers through Instagram. So we were just doing a, a bunch of like, uh, we were doing creative crushes. So every Wednesday, we feature an up-and-coming creative. Uh, we featured local uh, brands. And uh, I was doing this thing called In Session where I was interviewing different creative leaders from different industries on how they've been sort of thriving or surviving the new normal, right? So one of them was actually Manisha. And um, I, was, I think I was just blabbering on about how, why is there no platform where creatives can just put up their portfolio and people can just find them easily? Like, do you know how crazy it is that so Malaysia employs about 1 million creative professionals. Yet, you and I know it's so hard to actually just find a graphic designer. When you're hiring, right, how hard is it to find a graphic designer or like a, a good uh, social media manager? It's always a word of a mouth thing, especially when it comes to the designers. So that's why I was just babbling on on Instagram, uh, one of those IG live sessions. And uh, Manisha was watching and she also I had also interviewed her. So she uh, side DM'd me and she's like, yo, I'm, I've actually had this thought five years ago. So she's actually, want, she wanted to build this, but um, because I think she was doing it alone and, and there was no support. So it was almost serendipitous. And for Lena, Lena and I worked in Blue Ink. I used to work for Harper's Bazaar uh, way back when, and, and Lena was uh, editor of Clio. So when um, Blue Ink closed down, we, we actually started connecting again. And then we realized that there was a lack of uh, local creative content you know, like a more, it's more of a community thing that was lacking. So we we just worked together from there, and and that's how we got together. Um, what I'm curious to know is that um, like you said, it's difficult for for creative uh, freelancers to somehow get a job during the pandemic, right? And I think. What I'm, I'm curious to know is that because creative group is, is quite big, right, as a, as a group, right? I mean, you have people from different backgrounds, different disciplines. Um, was it easy to somehow unite them under one platform? Like, um, were there any problems in perhaps um, trying to convince them to be a part of the platform? Uh, part of the cult. Uh, because they're, yeah, <laughs> part of the cult. Yeah, that's, that's a better term to actually put it, right? Part of the cult, considering that there is perhaps uh, maybe a difference in terms of um, philosophy or understanding, yeah, or, or even like the way you approach things, right? Despite being under the same, I guess, group, right? Yep, I know what you mean. So, actually, we ask a lot of uh, creatives, right? They tackle the same problems, right? They, I mean, no doubt, they are talented with technical skills when it comes to designing. Uh, but when it comes to the soft skills, these are a lot of skills that we don't get educated, especially in school or even uh, through our working experience. So, through Cult Creative, we teach them... Uh, we, we had this workshop called Protect Your IP, uh, Trademarking Your Brand and uh, Learning Copyright, uh, financing 101 for creative uh, entrepreneurs, learning how to tackle client negotiations, how to brand yourself better. So these are quite general topics that it's almost business and marketing skill sets that we are empowering creators because we already know that they are talented, they, they know what they need. But it's just sometimes the simple skills like creating a website that is uh, showcases your 
your services or your brand, you know? So we're teaching them softer skills like that that I think is relevant to all creative entrepreneurs and freelancers. The best thing about Cult Creative is that it's not just a platform for people to connect with potential employers, but it's also a platform that empowers uh, these people in the community, right? Uh, apart from workshops um, and mentor sessions, uh, what other things have you have you prepared for members who have decided to sign up for Cult Creative? So every month, we have this thing called Cult Mixer. Uh, as we know that social distancing norms, people don't get to network like how we used to, right? So you know, when Manisha, Lina and I were talking like back then, when we were in our 20s, when we actually got our career opportunities were actually through networking and through mentors that we actually met physically. But what about these new breed of hungry, fresh, creative professionals and freelancers that they don't actually get to go out anymore? So that's why we started Cult Mixer. It's a very open and easy speed dating style um, mixer via Zoom for the past few months. But uh, last week, we just did our first physical pop-up in conjunction with uh, Momo, Momo's Art Fair. So we collaborated with Adam Omar, he's an artist, and we did uh, an art therapy session. We got, I think, about 15 creatives that came. So it was our first physical event that people actually got to network. And I think that it's not just about cult creative giving people job opportunities. It's about cult creating, uh, giving you the opportunity to link with like-minded peers that we don't get to now because of the pandemic. You know, it's it's really opening up your your bubble and your world uh, to to this whole. And there's so many people that who want to connect and also learn together. You know. Mm, yeah. Can you elaborate a bit on your uh, mentor sessions? You know, how does it work? Okay. So in January, we kickstarted the mentorship program with Karen Abraham. She's a head of IP for I think a, a Dan Shalom. Dun Shalomor, okay. And I hope I pronounced that correctly. But she was actually teaching, it was a very intimate session. Intimate also, it was about 50 people. But people got to pre-submit their questions ahead of time. They registered and you pre-submit your questions and she really tackled really in-depth questions, uh, topics like how do you trademark your brand? What is copyright? How do you fight for copyright? And, and gave a lot of really real-life uh, scenarios and how to tackle it. So we also have workshops, and workshops are more, um, I think, more interactive, but it comes with a workbook as well. So workshops, we had a Finance 101, where we had a, a financial guru, but she actually curated the workshop according to creatives. So I was telling her, like, you know, creatives are dealing with, you know, shortage of income. So how can they use existing government initiatives like the EPF, like, I see now, like what can they do to sort of save better and invest better? So a lot of it is working with industry professionals, but curating the content to what creatives need right now. It sounds like it's it's very much focused on uh, quote-unquote life skills as well, right? As much as um, you can perhaps, you know, focus the workshops on on developing their core skills, it is also important to somehow develop and strengthen these other skills that are perhaps as important. And then, like you said, especially during the pandemic, maybe the focus should be more on, on perhaps uh, livelihood and things like that, That's right? That's right. Hanim, I tell you, you ask any creative out there, do they use an Excel sheet or not? Do they like numbers? They definitely don't. But the thing is, we want to empower them to think like like grow their mindset and they're no longer they're no longer just freelancers if you've been doing this and side hustling for for at least one to two years this is definitely a business already and you should actually think like a business owner and actually think about how to invoice how to you know send make sure that your client pays a 50 percent deposit before you do the work it's actually really simple stuff 
that you know creative freelancers we we actually a lot of them get taken advantage of because to them it's like passion you know they they thrive on passion they thrive from doing work that makes them feel good and sometimes along the way this sort of thing they have to learn it the hard way lah. Mm. How receptive are they in in learning these things? They have been surprisingly very uh, receptive. They've been asking a lot of good questions that we never even expected. And we saw a whole breed of young, fresh graduates, I must say. There was a girl that came and she was, she was, she was very inspiring. And she, she said to us, like, you know, I'm, I'm glad that Cult Creative exists because uh, I refuse to be like my friends that just join corporate and get 2005 ringgit a month because I believe my value is much more than that. Therefore, I would like to learn and I would like to start my own social media mini agency. I want to service uh, small local brands. And I'm like, what? You're like 21. <laughs> and, and, and I remember at 21, I was just like, oh, figuring out, you know, just figuring out what to do with my life. So yeah, it's very inspiring. I think that this new breed of like fresh graduates and, and young creative professionals, they are really... Um, they are so informative. They are so tech savvy. You know, they they are, and and they are also very adaptive. They are way adaptive than what we can, what we used to be. You know, in our twenties. <laughs> I've been speaking to Shermaine Wong, co-founder of Cult Creative, a collective that provides a platform for creative professionals to network and find opportunities. We're going for a short break. Stay tuned. I'm Hanif Baharudin and you're listening to I Love KL on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, you're listening to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. I'm Hanif Baharudin. Joining me on the show today is Shermin Wong. She's the co-founder of Cult Creative. No, not the kind of cult you're thinking of, but rather a collective that gathers creative professionals on their platform for job opportunities and to network with one another. As a platform that acts as a figurative middle person between two groups, there must be some challenges in managing the expectations between the two, right? Shermin shares how she navigates that. I think right now is we know that there's really a... I mean, for me... At Tish events, we already service brands, right? Like our, our core business has always been doing beautiful events for brands. But there is no like agency or, or company or brand out there that actually services creatives. That's what we're trying to do at Cult Creative. We actually want to put the people first. So we recently just we just launched Cult Careers, which is the job portal for creative professionals. And instead of comparing ourselves to a WOB or Job Street, I wanted to think through it around and think of how we can service the creative professionals better. So what uh, some of the things we want to do is actually, you know, create um, career hacks bundles, you know, do little work uh, workshops on how to do a better portfolio, get somebody who is an industry expert to actually like vet through your portfolio before you submit to your potential employer. So we actually want to throw it around instead of having put the brands first and service the brands, wanted to service the creative professional first, make sure that they are equipped enough to, you know, tackle the new world. Uh. And as much as you don't want to perhaps serve the brands and also the corporate clients, um, how have they been reacting to Cult Creative? Uh, we have been doing a few partnerships. Uh, we actually just did one with Uniqlo 
recently. Uh, Uniqlo's collaboration was very cool. They they know that we have this, uh, I told you earlier, we have this thing called Creative Crushes, right? So they got us, uh, they passed us their brief and they're like, yo, this is a new collection and I, I would like for you to curate a list of creative crushes instead of KOLs like how people used to curate right influencers now that people are actually recognizing creative professionals as influencers in their own uh, industry la. so we, we we did a whole influencer sorry creative crushes program for them where we we, we got a bunch of them uh, send them Uniqlo packages they posted it up uh, we've also worked with Zalora so Zalora I think it's a lot of content when working with these brands because you are working with creatives right so we are, we're almost like like what you said uh, the middle person or the business manager for creatives so when it comes to working with creatives it's always very fulfilling the Zalora one we did a self-care guide uh, for creatives so we worked with five different creative professionals gave them Zalora products and they came out with their own uh, two minute video on how they use Zalora products to self care. So it's been it's been very interesting. I, I don't think there's been any um it's not how it used to be like, oh okay, uh you get this client and then you do this and that. I think working with creatives is is just very it's eye opening and breath uh, refreshing as well. As much as sometimes you're guiding them, you are also somehow learning from them as well. Exactly, right? exactly. And every every creative you talk to, they're all different. Everybody has their own personality and uh, aspiration. That's why when we when we built Cult Creative, right, we were thinking of the only platform out there is LinkedIn or like a Fiverr, right, where they they kind of creative people just put their their services up and then that that, that happens really. But we wanted to create a, a platform that actually. Uh, gives them a bit more aesthetic, gives them personality and actually allows them to upload their portfolio, photos, videos, because these are what give them credibility, right? And uh, I mean, even if you, if I, I can pass you the app too. We actually have a little uh, place where you can put your horoscope, uh, your Myers Briggs type, because, you know, creative people like to check their horoscope, right? They're all about, you know, the sun, moon, sun, moon and rising. <laughs> I understand that you also launched a Pinchin Rewards page, right? Uh, can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, how is how's the campaign like so far? So last November, we we decided to open up. We decided to launch called Creative True Pitch In by actually allowing members to purchase it ahead of time at a discounted rate. And from Pitchin itself, it was great because we actually had around seven. 70 paying members. You know, some of them uh, were friends and family, but some of them were actually believers from the start. So not even having the platform or the app yet, they had actually invested in the business and, and brand already. So that was really great. And we only started charging in January. So the pitching guys, the, the ones that, the subscribers, they had already been in. And then after that, we, we, we launched the platform and web app only in January. So, and after, and since now, so we've actually garnered around 15,000 followers on Instagram as well. 15,000, yeah, on Instagram and Facebook. The web app is actually in beta phase. Members can actually access the web app, but we're actually in talks. Uh, we're actually trying to build a native app. So we're actually working with uh, some tech vendors and we're also in the midst of fundraising to hopefully like get proper funding to build the, the right platform and app uh, possible. Uh, while this is all happening, so actually last year, we, we I mean, being in the event in, uh, industry, we wanted to launch this thing called, called Creative Festival. It's a hybrid digital festival and we wanted to connect the creative leaders of today with entrepreneurs of tomorrow. So there was something that we are working on that we've moved on 
to end of the year in 2021. Mm. Cloud Creative was created during the pandemic uh, with a focus on existing uh, largely on digital platform, right? And uh, you said that I think prior to this, I think uh, creatives use uh, events to network with a lot of people. I think now we have to somehow pivot to, to digital platform, right? But do you think that this will be the future platform for creatives to exist on or do they still need the face-to-face interactions with other people in order to quote-unquote survive? I think, right, it's funny that, you know, uh, COVID has kind of forced us to get used to working online. But to be honest, as much as we love being at home, being in our pajamas and working, I think creatives thrive on that energy and passion when they are with like-minded people together. And there are some apps that just can't do that like, as compared to a whiteboard or just trashing things out with like cut, cutting, you know, or like, you know, mood boards, physical mood boards. So I think having a mix, a hybrid would be great. Um, that's why we, we feel like, you know, having the app and the platform, you know, where people can actually log on whenever or wherever they are, and then they can actually, you know, go on the mixers, go on the workshops, panel discussions, and, and so on. But also having once in a while pop-ups that actually allow people to meet physically. Because I think that's what people thrive on, like, that connection and actually meeting people and, and just getting getting used to saying hi again. But really, I think the world is borderless now with, you know, internet and, and, and with Cloud Creative, we really want to eliminate the barriers of, of education costs, time and access, accessibility. You know, we really think that Cloud Creative doesn't have to just be a Malaysian thing. We can actually open it up to neighboring countries and actually allow creative professionals and freelancers to work globally and, and get, you know, other job opportunities in different countries. You know, if I say for what, for, one day, Lahane, if you want to uh, relocate to Bali, you can just log on and say, yo, okay, there's a job option in Bali. I can just go there. <laughs> and, and and I would, you know, relate to that. Lah. But at the end of the day, it's still a bit of both, right? As yes. much as the platform has allowed you to somehow exist and communicate with people uh, across the world, there is still that need to somehow still meet each other in person, right? That's right. So for us also, we're actually collaborating with, uh, you know, like what we did with Momo. So Momo's is a hotel. So it was it made, it made sense for them to have food traffic. So having our community go to their hotel, you know, it, it's a lot about collaborations with the right partners. So I think we're working on uh, something with Common Ground as well. You know, Common Ground, the co-working space is, is such a great space for, you know, ideas and people to meet. And we, we feel like, Creative professionals definitely do want to meet. You know, they do want to have a, a space where they can actually. They don't. Maybe they don't have to commit to a six month plan. Maybe they can do do like a three day thing or one day day pass where they can actually go there, meet different people and actually just share their, their what they're working on and hopefully can collaborate with uh, the right uh, team as well. Mm. Um, a year on uh, from the creation of Cult Creative what have you observed um, regarding not only your own perhaps uh, I guess work towards uh, empowering the community uh, but what have you observed regarding their own workflow right with regard to perhaps um, I guess adapting to working digitally and things like that you know I, what I, I learned is actually after talking to so many creative professionals and freelancers there's something simple Hanin there isn't any a standard wage guide or even a standard pricing guide for a graphic designer or an illustrator. It's something that's so simple that that hasn't been addressed yet. And I, I feel like, you know, with Cult Creative, now that we've gotten so many data so much data and information from different perspectives, I think that's something that we definitely want to tackle, which is having a fair wage guide or 
tackling unemployability with uh, creative freelancers or even you know um, preparing the next generation of talented creatives on how they can be more resilient, adaptive and always be constant learners. I think a lot of the things I've learned this past year is the future of work for creatives. What happens after this, right? Like what you said, are we still going to be remote working, you know, working on uh, collaborating on apps or, or true apps like Slack and Google or are we actually going to meet up in different spaces, discuss and work physically and then work hybridly? So that, those are some of the things I think about. <laughs> I hope I answered your question. I think that was a really big <laughs> question for me because I have so many ideas in my head. Um, even for people in other industries, I think there is a certain feeling that one way or another, we would like to go back to, to the old normal, right? As much as we are, I guess, trying to adapt to the new normal. Yeah. Is that fair? I think that's fair. And But I think at the same time, the old is like... I don't know whether we can ever go back to being this. I think we, hopefully we can all be better. I think hopefully we can be a lot, bit more, all of us can be a bit more savvy in terms of the way we work. And also, look, I think what COVID has taught us, not just people in the creative industry, but everybody is that you really need to be constant learners. Like we have used this year to learn new things, um, be it just like for me, when I couldn't do events last year, that's why I learned how to build the app the creative app to uh, like a bootcamp, like a no-code movement bootcamp. So I think people actually need to dive in and, and reflect on what they really want and actually invest in themselves again la, for the future. Mm. Uh, going back to a point that you made earlier just now, um, I think you mentioned something along the lines of, I guess, perhaps uh, fighting for a standard pricing for you know graphic designers and things like that. I think that's also a very important aspect that um, you learn via your interaction uh, with creative professionals out there. And also, it's something that can be improved upon uh, on a policy level, perhaps, right? So I think these are the things that, you know, the more you interact with your creative professionals out there, the more you learn about things uh, that not only can benefit them, but there are other aspects of things that can perhaps, you know, be changed, uh, for example, on a policy level and things like that. Right? That's right. I mean, I, I always thought it was just a industry thing because I, I'm in the event industry and I always thought, oh man, I don't know how to price myself. Like, do I charge this or do I add on that? Then I realized that actually when I start talking to other industry people, they deal with the same issues. How to charge creativity? How to price yourself and value yourself? What is your worth? You know, or simple things like how do you write a good brand profile to speak to the right audiences? These are the same issues that across the board we, we, we deal with. And, and like what you said, um, it's not just a startup uh, like myself that's trying to tackle the issue. I feel like all of us need to create this um, ecosystem for the creative professionals. Um, even government agencies, if we can work with, you know, private side, with corporations, you know, think of ways to how we can sort of re-energize the creative economy again. Lah. Did you know that Malaysia, like I said just now, Malaysia employs 1 million creative professionals but only contributes 2% of the GDP? Whereas for Indonesia and Singapore, it's around 3 to 7%. And I really believe that this is a big untapped market uh, for, for us. Like Malaysia, we, we are still like a baby, you know, compared to our neighboring countries. And I, I feel like right now, everybody needs to work together. Uh, not just startups like us, you know, but government agencies, hopefully like Shandana, My Creative, you know, we can all work together to actually uplift the creative economy together. 
yeah, but do you think that that's also that's also comes from the fact that we still have a slightly different attitude towards uh, the creative communities here in Malaysia? Like perhaps maybe we sort of undervalue them as well. We totally undervalue ourselves. Uh, remember last year, you know, we were called uh, non-essential, and I think that really hit a lot of people, uh, a lot of us, lah. You know, for because we work hard to, you know, bring inspiration, you know, bring the arts and culture, right? But um, to be seen as non-essential is, is quite sad. La. <laughs> but I, I think this year, I think things are changing, you know. And, and I think I read somewhere at the start, it says that creative marketing jobs are the most sought after right now, you know. UX, UI, um, these are all creativity problem-solving type of jobs. And I think people don't understand that creativity is not just for, you know, the artisans, the designers. But actually, anybody out there needs to have that problem-solving, uh, critical thinking, that creative skill set, you know. So, yeah, we were trying to push that as well. Like, you don't have to be an artisan to be a creative professional. It's more of a mindset, right? And, and it's, it's just like, okay, the chair that you're sitting on right now, the table or, you know, the laptop, everything all comes from an idea and, and all those are creativity. So, we're just trying to prove that it's something that you should instill in yourself, uh. Yeah, so um, yeah, having done this for close to a year now, um, what are your hopes for the creative industry moving forward? Oh, I have big hopes, man. <laughs> but I think the, the simplest thing I want to do is actually prepare the next generation. I mean, for us in our 30s, we might be a bit jaded, right? We, we're not fast learners anymore. <laughs> but I want to prepare the next generation of creative talents and how they can become more resilient, adaptive, and also, you know, be curious learners because the future of work right is different already you know like back then Hanif you and I I'm sure that when we were in school we never knew that there's such a thing called digital marketing manager right and and these are all skill sets that all these jobs that didn't exist before so obviously we don't we can't predict right what, what are the jobs of the future but we, we just need to use this hopefully called creative to actually educate them and teach them all these skill sets that to be prepared lah, you know and, and my wish is, of course, to use Cult Creative to uh, be adapted throughout ASEAN and, and actually create a network of ambitious creative freelancers to, to get job opportunities and collaboration. All right. Okay. Thank you very much, Shamin. Uh, for people out there who would like to find out more about um, you, where can they go to? You can check us out on www.cultcreative.asia and also our Instagram, cultcreativekl. Uh, um, and yeah just DM us and thank you so much Hanif for taking the time to uh, get to know us better and, and, and I think that yeah we hope to tackle this creative uh, issues together lah. <laughs> You've been tuning in to I Love KL and I've been speaking to Shermin Wong, co-founder of Cult Creative, a platform for creative professionals to gather, network and find opportunities. That's all we have for this episode of I Love KL. If you missed any part of the show, you can check out the podcast at bfm.my slash ilovekl, our app which you can find via Google Play and the App Store and also Spotify. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Sanif Baharudin and you have been tuning in to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Remember to stay at home if possible, practice physical distancing and stay safe. Join us again next week only on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. 
BFM 89.9, The Business Station.